Jacob. We may well ask ourselves, after considering the extraordinary event of the deception of Rebekah and uh, Jacob towards their father in order to obtain the birthright, why they were so anxious and why they were so confident in order to achieve this result. If we look back before this event, we discover that, in fact, Rebecca had been given a revelation that of the two sons, the younger would would master the elder. Isaac besought the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and he heard him and made Rebekah to conceive. But the children struggled in her womb, and she said, If I were so to be with me, what need was there to conceive? And she went to consult the Lord. And he answering said, Two nations are in thy womb, and two peoples shall be divided out of thy womb, and one people shall overcome the other, and the elder shall serve the younger. And when her time was come to be delivered, behold, twins were found in her womb. He that came forth first was red and hairy like a skin, and his name was called Esau. Immediately the other coming forth held his brother's food in his hand, and therefore he was called Jacob. Jacob being the supplanter, Esau the hairy one. Perhaps therefore their actions were not motivated purely by greed and by ambition, but also by uh, an impatience that God's will should be fulfilled and a lack of trust that it would be fulfilled and therefore a feeling that God had to be given some help in bringing his divine plan to its fulfilment. We can see how this can often be a characteristic of pious people and how it was exemplified also in the case of Abraham when he uh, gave the handmaid of uh, Agar, uh, the handmaid of uh, Sarah, to himself uh, in order to produce an heir which was so badly weighted. In this case, of course, the action of taking responsibility for what is really the responsibility of Almighty God always ends in disaster. As the case of Agar and Ishmael ended up a sad story and brought great grief to Abraham and also to Sarah, so also the the usurpation or the premature taking of the birthright by Jacob brought many problems also upon his head. The blessing could not be taken back, it was confirmed, and therefore, in due course, Isaac, after his initial anger, accepted the fact. Esau swore that he would kill Jacob because of his action, but in fact he did not do so. Probably out of respect of his father, He desisted until such a time as his father should die. 
In the meantime, Rebekah was becoming more anxious, and she prevailed upon Isaac to allow Jacob to go to her brother Laban, and there to find a bride who would be suitable for the head of the family to whom God had given his promises. And indeed, one of the main uh, difficulties which Esau had presented to them was the fact that he had chosen wives among the the pagan women around. Isaac therefore relented and Jacob set off. And when Isaac had had sent him away, he took his journey and went to Mesopotamia of Syria to Laban the son of Bathuel the Syrian, brother to Rebekah his mother. And when he was come to a certain place and would rest in it after sunset, he took of the stones that lay there, and putting under his head, slept in the same place. And he saw in his sleep a ladder standing upon the earth, and the top thereof touching heaven, the angels also of God ascending and descending by it, and the Lord leaning upon the ladder, saying to him, I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father, and the God of Isaac. The land wherein thou sleepest I will give thee unto thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and thy seed all the tribes of the earth shall be blessed. We see therefore how Almighty God has confirmed Jacob in his position, and that he goes forth and eventually he reaches uh, the place where Laban uh, resides. Jacob went on his journey and came to the east country, and he saw a well in the field and three flocks of sheep lying by it, for the beasts were watered out of it, and the mouth thereof was closed with a great stone. And the custom was, when all the sheep were gathered together, to roll away the stone, and after the sheep were watered, to put it on the mouth of the well again. And he said to the shepherds, Brethren, whence are you? They answered of Haran. They were yet speaking, and behold, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she fled the flock. And when Jacob saw her, and knew her to be his cousin, and that they were the sheep of Laban his uncle, he removed the stone wherewith the well was closed. And having watered the flock, he kissed her, and lifting up his voice, wept. And he told her that he was her father's brother, and the son of Rebekah. But she went with haste and told her father, who when he heard that Jacob, his sister's son, was come, he ran forth to meet him, and embracing him, and heartily kissing him, brought him to his house. And when he had heard the causes of his journey, he answered, Thou art bone of my bone, and and of my flesh. And after the days of one month were expired, he said to him, Because thou art my brother, shalt thou serve me without wages? Tell me what wages thou wilt have. Now he had two daughters. The name of the elder was Lyah, and the other, the younger, was called Rachel. But Lyah was blear-eyed. Rachel was well-favoured, and of a beautiful countenance. And Jacob, being in love with her, said, I will serve thee seven years for Rachel, thy younger daughter. Laban answered, It is better that I give her to thee than to another man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, 
and they seemed but a few days because of the greatness of his love. And he said to Laban, Give me my wife, for now the time is fulfilled. And he, having invited a great number of his friends to the feast, made the marriage. And at night he brought in Leah, his daughter, to him, giving his daughter a handmaid named Zelpah. And when morning was come, he saw it was Leah. And he said to his father-in-law, What is it that thou dost mean to do? Did I not serve thee for Rachel? Why hast thou deceived me? Laban answered, It is not the custom in this place to give the younger in marriage first. Make up the week of days of this match, and I will give thee her also for the service that thou shalt render me another seven years. He yielded to his pleasure, and after the week was past, he married Rachel, to whom her father gave Bala for her servant. And having at length obtained the marriage he wished for, he preferred the love of the latter before the former, and served with him another seven years. Here we see how, again, Jacob suffered the consequence of his own deception. Here in Laban he met a man who was his equal in this regard. Having worked seven years for the younger daughter, he was given the elder. And we note the irony of this, that when he accuses his, grand, uh, his, his uncle of, the, uh, of deceiving him, that he, uh, the uncle replies saying, well, it's not the custom here to pass over the elder. The elder daughter must be married before the younger. A great irony in this unfolding of events. Jacob lived for many years working for Laban and produced children from his two wives and from their handmaids. All in all, he produced 11 sons. And these, uh, with Laban, and one later when he returned to the land of Canaan, making in all 12 sons, who became the patriarchs of the 12 tribes of Israel. And their names were Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zabulon, Dan, Nephtali, Gad, Azar, Joseph, and Benjamin. Having increased in family and in wealth, with a great material prosperity, it was inevitable that Jacob would wish to start his own independent life, and so he wished to leave the working with Laban and return home to the land of Canaan. Laban, of course, was naturally desirous to keep him there, and his wives, who were, of course, his daughters. But Jacob was long wearied by Laban's frequent trickery of him, and was also bidden by God to return. And so he departed secretly. And although he was overtaken and threatened by Laban, his angry father-in-law was eventually appeased and allowed him to go his way back home. Jacob also managed, after a vision of angels and a whole night's wrestling with God at Phanuel, in which he received a new blessing and the significant name of Israel, 
that he was again a uh, blessed by Almighty God and given the name of Israel. And God appeared again to Jacob after he returned from Mesopotamia of Syria. And he blessed him, saying, Thou shalt not be called any more Jacob, but Israel shall be thy name. And he called him Israel, and said to him, I am God Almighty, increase thou and be multiplied. Nations and peoples of nations shall be from thee, and kings shall come out of thy loins. And the land which I give to Abraham and Isaac I will give to thee, and to thy seed after thee. When he returned, of course, to the land of Canaan, he found that his father was still living, and that Esau, his brother, was coming to meet him. And he was filled with a great terror and a great fear, because he was afraid that his brother was still ill-disposed towards him. If you remember that Esau had even threatened that he should kill him. And Jacob, lifting up his eyes, saw Esau coming, and with him four hundred men. And he went forward and bowed down his face to the ground seven times until his brother came near. Then Esau ran to meet his brother and embraced him, and clasping him fast about the neck and kissing him, wept. And lifting up his eyes, he saw the women and their children and said, What mean these, and do they belong to thee? He answered, They are the children which God hath given to me, thy servant. So the enmity between Esau and his brother Jacob was ended. And henceforth they lived in peace. Jacob then passed through Sukkov and first settled near Salem, a city of the Sycamites, and there he raised an altar to the God of Israel. He went on to Bethel, where he fulfilled the vow which he had made on his way to Haran. And proceeding further south, he came near to Bethlehem, and there resided, during which time Rachel died, giving birth to his last son, Benjamin. He then passed on to Hebron, where he was joined by Esau for their father's burial. For in these days Isaac died. Jacob lived quietly as the head of a numerous pastoral family in Hebron. And henceforth his life then is overtaken by the events of his illustrious son Joseph.